Here on the Stendonian Life, I'll be introducing you to the city of Dundee in Scotland. Dundee is a city which is going through a lot of change and yet the city's voice needs to be heard louder than ever before. On this podcast, I will be sharing stories of Dundee from all angles, as well as making episodes which are dedicated to Dundee and the things that are going on here. I'm Andrew Batchelor and welcome to This Dundonian Life. When you drive across the Tay Road Bridge, you see the skyline of Dundee. And as you approach the city, one of the most distinct features of the skyline is the Dundee Law. Standing at 572 feet, it is the highest point in the city and is the subject of today's episode. The Dundee Law is something which still continues to be a subject of debate. A lot of people call it a volcano, others say it isn't. So today on this Dundonian Life, we're looking into everything about the hill that dominates our city skyline, and of course answering the age-old question, is the Dundee Law an extinct volcano? Act 1. The Top now, one of the first things you think when the Dundee Law is brought up, when you discuss about it, is that you think it's an extinct volcano that dominates over Dundee's skyline. Well, if you say it's an extinct volcano, well, unfortunately, you're wrong. See, the Dundee Law is a volcanic silt and a crag and tail. A volcanic silt is a, is a concordant tabular platonic sheet with embeds of volcanic lave or tough, whilst a crag and tail are rocky hills or mountains which are generally isolated from other high ground. Other locations in Scotland which have a crag and tail is Castle Rock in Edinburgh, which is what Edinburgh Castle sits on. It has been fun to speculate though, and despite it being proven not to be a volcano, that debate still continues and will continue on forever. This debate on whether Dundee Law is a volcano will continue to go on, no matter what the facts are, and that's a good connection to Dundee and the Dundee Law in itself. But believe it or not, this isn't the only debate surrounding the subject of the Dundee Law. How we call it is another debate. The Dundee Law is something which is commonly known as, but it's also known as the Law by many Dundonians, but also called the Law Hill. But the Law is the guilt word for Hill. So effectively, when you say Law Hill, you're basically saying Hill Hill. And it's quite funny because people who call it the Law Hill are always or sometimes called out by other Dundonians. But there's a lot of Dundonians who do call it the Law Hill. Ever since the formation of the Dundee Law, it's always been interesting to look at the further history of this hill which dominates the skyline of Dundee. Let's rewind here, and if you go back to roughly 2,000 years ago, the local people who lived in what would have later become Dundee built a stone and timber hill fort on the summit of the Dundee Law. This fort was used to store and protect objects and people brought in valuable cattle when anything was under threat. However, it wasn't long after when a fire engulfed this fort and some said it was intentionally set alight. The Dundee Law was also a proposed location for an observatory. This is a plan of a local astronomer who already had a private observatory built on the slopes of the Dundee Law. This astronomer was John Mills who campaigned for an observatory to be built on the top of the Dundee Law. And it made sense because it was the highest point in the city and it was ideal due to the fact that there was reduced lighting around the slopes which made it easy to look up at the stars at night. However, the plan didn't come to fruition due to two factors. One was the plans for an observatory on top of the Dundee Law 
were continually pushed back several times, and two because of the outbreak of the Great War. Plans for an observatory on the Dundee Law were scrapped to make way for a war memorial to be built on the summit to honour the soldiers and of those who died in the Great War. And this was the case in 1925 when the Law Memorial was built. The memorial was worked on again in the aftermath of the Second World War with it also paying tribute to the soldiers and of those killed in the Second World War. For the observatory, the plan to have one in Dundee wasn't lost as the plans for one moved to Balgay Hill and later to became known as Mills Observatory, which was built in the 1930s. In the second act, we're going to be taking a trip down to the Law Tunnel. Stay tuned. Act 2. The Bottom. The Dundee Law was, as you probably guessed it, was also used as an air raid shelter during the Second World War. And this is when the Law Tunnel comes in, as it's commonly known. The Law Tunnel was built underneath the Dundee Law in 1831 as part of the Dundee Newtile Railway, which transported goods from nearby Strathmore into Dundee. Now this was a subject I want to focus on in a future episode, but I'd love to briefly discuss the railway's connection with the Dundee Law. See, the Dundee and Newtel Railway was the first railway in the north of Scotland and it went through the Sidlow Hills. The reason for the creation of this railway was because back in the 19th century, Dundee was established as a manufacturing town and port thanks to the jute industry. And the city needed a way to process the jute and hemp products to and from Strathmore. There was originally plans to build a canal from Newtel to Dundee, Although due to the complex issue of passing through the Oxidal Hills, the Dundee Borough Council, which is now Dundee City Council, proposed a railway line that would travel to and from Dundee to help the city's need for processing their jute products. And a survey was launched which was met with a positive response and a parliamentary bill was submitted at the UK Parliament which paved way for the railway to be enacted on the 26th of May 1826. Now as mentioned, it wasn't built until a few years after the railway line began operating and the addition of an extending the railway to underneath the Dundee Law was considered an afterthought but it did provide easy access to the Dundee Terminal which was situated on Ward Road. The tunnel only operated with the railway for 30 years before being closed in 1861 as the rail line deviated to Lockheed which was less time consuming and easier to operate. The railway itself continued to operate up until 1863 when the Dundee and Newtile Railway was eventually incorporated by the Dundee and Perth Railway but the existing rail line was still active at this point. After the tunnel closed for rail operations, it was used as a mushroom factory in 1891. Botanist Sir Patrick Geddes, a pioneer of the Green Movement and the modern town planning, drew up plans for the tunnel to be used as a funerary along with the elaborate plans for the surrounding area. During the Second World War, the tunnel was converted and was used as an air raid shelter, although it was said that it wasn't of much use. It was damp, wet and it wasn't in the best condition to say the least. After the war, the tunnel was still open and many had explored them back decades after some accounts stating that it was still open by the 1960s. You could still access the tunnel from the upper end of Constitution Street on one end and then the Law Crescent at the other end. By the 1980s, the Law Tunnel was left abandoned and it was eventually sealed up by 1982 with the only access to it being a manhole cover and there was no houses which covered the top of the tunnel. So, what is the future of the Law Tunnel? 
While there have been ideas to reopen it, and from a personal viewpoint, I think it would be a great idea. We all have the attention mainly focused on the waterfront, so why not reopen the tunnel as a place to explore? It is something which would be awesome, and I believe it would be taking visitors into the city a lot a bit more. Maybe there could be plans to incorporate the tunnel as one of the guilds planned for the Eden project. Maybe it can be an attraction in its own right. Who knows? But alas, this is not up to me to decide, unfortunately. But I would definitely want to see it reopen in a heartbeat. But we end here on this episode of this, and as always, I am Andrew Batchelor, and this has been This Dundonian Life. Mm-hmm.